0: right cracking, lovely people welcome to the big feed up hq podcast i'm your host as always matt gardner and i'm a nutritional therapist specializing in sports nutrition the pod generally focuses on nutrition movement and outdoor experiences and thanks for listening and thanks for downloading giving me your ears now 33fuel and i've been working together for three years to bring you the big feed up hq podcast and 33fuel produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products Use Mat10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. I get asked about natural sports nutrition products every week. So if you're interested, take a look. I hope you find something useful. And the pod's also supported by Attack the Day, who are a London-based lifestyle and clothing brand run by keen triathletes, mountaineers, Sam and Rory. Use Mat20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. So a little bit of housekeeping. If you like the show, please share it with someone. It's the only way the show will grow and also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud to get the latest episode into your feed and if you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts that'll be mega and it helps me basically just reach more people. So today on the show I'm speaking with a chap called Toby Borden. Now Toby and I have been friends oh, since I was a kid. He is a paddle coach and director of Drop Shop UK. Toby's waiting patiently so mate... Welcome to the show.
1: Hey Matt, uh, great to hear from you again, It's um, it's been a long time, Like we reconnected I think properly last year during this pandemic and um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, I'm looking forward to talking about the or some people call it Palantellics, and some of the benefits of that and, and, and kind of my role within the sport in the UK as well.
0: Mate, so, fantastic, oh cool, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to lifting the lid on that, but I think, mate, just before I was trying to think, how long how long have we known each other, to like, l- l- let the listeners... I
1: think um, it's coming up to 20 years, believe it or not. You know, I think we met in uh, high school around 11 and sadly both of us have tipped over 30 now. So yes, it's getting up to 20 years and played football together, cricket together, rugby, but I stayed clear you on the rugby pitch, that's for sure. Did everything really. We, we, we played just tennis, we played in the tennis teams at school as well. Like, yeah, and then...
0: I guess you went to a different um, sixth form, so we probably like started to drift away a little bit then, but always stayed in contact. And then, yeah, probably really in the last year, after I moved to London and found out you were pretty close, we, we reconnected, started running again, and yeah, there we go. Yeah, definitely, mate. And also, the um, we, we both went out to the US in our, in our 20s, in our prime, to do some tennis coaching, so I went to a, a camp out in Pennsylvania. Um, and yeah if, if you're listening to this and you know about those kind of things it was I just went out in my university summers and had like so much fun I, I don't know how I got away with it I ended up being director of tennis for a year that I couldn't even serve um, and then and then you took the role after me and actually made it made it you know a bit a bit a bit better and more professional probably I
1: mean it was unbelievable I think I met you right? <laughs>
0: both back in Suffolk at like a
1: Christmas party and you told me you'd be director of tennis at kids camp and I'm like, you joking, you can't even get a back um, And I, just finished uni, well, I was coming out to finish uni and I got in touch with the camp and said, look, you know, you've taken Matt on, <laughs> do you want to take me on? And they put me straight into director and he was, I absolutely loved it and I'm sure you did, you have some great memories from those times. And I think anyone that's like wondering what to do or not sure what what, they, what journey they want to go in in any career, like doing a summer at camp is so good. Like you meet so many interesting people and it's hard work as well. I think if you remember, like it's full on, isn't it? Like you're with the kids the whole time, like nearly 24 seven, like you're on court teaching tennis all day, every day, mm. and managing the program there. But then also you're kind of, having to look after the kids in the evenings and everything. It's just, yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic experience.
0: Yeah, there's travel, obviously, I hadn't been over to the US before, meeting different people, meeting people, obviously, from oh, so many walks of life in the US, time management, like you said, um look you know it was fifth, i think it was like 15 eight or nine year olds i think there was me and four others in this bunk so we had to obviously keep things clean think keep things tidy and then just li- liaising with the parents who were ultimately bankrolling the whole thing so you had to basically be presentable and then yeah days off traveling a bit going around the us it was, man, it, was it was excellent so um yeah that, i suppose that that gives the listeners to a little bit of a you know context around you and i and I think. Uh, You've you've obviously got me. You've got an extensive tennis background. I know we could go into that, but today I want to focus on a bit of paddle or paddle tennis, they call it. So, um, where where did that start for you? That would probably be a good place to begin with the uh, with the listeners' side of things, and then we can go into yeah, little bits right. around that.
1: So, as you mentioned, long sort of history with tennis and, and tennis coaching, and I was I was obviously. Doing really well with that. I'm a level LTA level four coach and I was doing some tutoring with that as well. And um, I was working at the University of Essex, which is where I studied, I got invited to go to head up their tennis program there. And a friend of mine got me into panel basically. He was working over in the US and he worked in a sport called real tennis, and he was just really convinced this sport, panel tennis, was going to be huge. And he came back from the US and he could manage to convince um, a hotel in Essex to install two two indoor courts, so that's Preston Hall, um, in between Colchester and Chelmsford. And we just started playing all the time. We went out to Spain to learn how to play. We were then, me and him, traveling down to London twice a week. There was a club in Whitechapel, which is now shut. Um, but we were traveling down times twice a week, just learning everything we could about the game. You know, um, and he was heading up the program at Preston Hall and then we decided to start up a new company together so we went into business together we set up RT Paddle um, and yeah kind of the rest is history I mean a lot has happened in those short five years like I've done you know I've had two different businesses in Paddle now um, but it's just such a good game like you know I know we're maybe only going to talk for half an hour but I could talk to you about Paddle for like two weeks <laughs> just all the benefits it's so easy to pick up much much easier than tennis um, and so sociable those are kind of the two the two big things that I think are making it really popular and now it's really starting to gather pace in the UK as well
0: mm. is it easier because the size of the court is it social because it's always doubles like maybe let the listeners know a little bit about that mate
1: yeah of course so yeah it's always doubles i mean a lot of people describe it as a cross between tennis and squash because you're playing it inside a kind of a, a box or a rectangle it's 20 meters by 10 meters with glass walls on the back and fencing down the side and you can use the glass walls like you would do in squash you're playing off the walls okay you've got a net that you go over and similar to tennis and the social side yeah it's always doubles so you've got four people in a, a smaller space all joking and laughing it's easier to play because the racket is is smaller than the tennis racket and it's shorter to your hand so smaller and the sweet spot is much bigger it's it's thicker than the tennis racket and it's like um it's solid as well with holes in so it's a little bit like some people just see it they think it's like you know bat and ball on the beach you know it looks a little bit like that the racket um, but there's a bit more to it than that, and we'll, I'm sure we'll come onto that later. But um, the ball is very similar to a tennis ball as well. A uh, so is slightly smaller, uh, but you
0: wouldn't really tell from the eye, and it's a little bit flatter than a, than a normal tennis ball. So. Mm. And you've obviously made you put in, you know, hours. You know, they talk about like 10,000 hours, don't they, with uh, becoming as, as as I don't know as proficient as you can, and especially in terms of the coaching side of things um yeah like you said you started in Essex with tennis and then obviously you're traveling to London I know you're just down the road from me now and and you you are you're you're still coaching a little bit at the moment um I know that might change but uh, yeah where obviously I've probably got quite a few London listeners and things and um before we maybe go into the the nitty-gritty about around the sport and like you said some of the some of the nuances with the kit um like where where do you do that and, and where you know where would you recommend people kind of can start getting involved in this?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, like you say, in in London, there's there's quite a few clubs and there are more and more courts popping up. So so I do some coaching in Regents Park where they've got one court. They're soon to go up to two courts, and that's uh, for an organisation called Will to Win. Um, they also have a court in Hyde Park. Um, At both those venues, if you put six courts in at both those venues, they'd sell out completely. I mean,
0: the bookings are crazy. From 7am to 9pm, they're booked, fully booked. Um, So there's only limited hours
1: I can coach at those venues, just purely because the demand is so high. Um, And elsewhere in London, you've now got a centre that's popped up in uh, Chiswick, which is run by Rocks Lane and they were three courts and now they're going up to six courts. So it's a bank of six in, on Chiswick Common. Um, you've got more clubs in London. You've got um, some of the Hurlingham Club, a little bit more exclusive. Same with Chelsea Harbour Club, they've got three indoors. Stratford Paddle Club, which is, until Chiswick install their six, they're, uh, they're the biggest club in the country because they've got five courts. They've got four indoors at Stratford and one outdoors. Um, you've got a club up in North London, Hazelwood, with two two superb courts up there, and it's growing. There's a lot of projects. I think I was listening to a podcast recently, and they said there's over a hundred courts in planning uh, approvals at the moment. Wow. You have to see get planning permission for these courts to go in, uh, or change of usage if you're putting them on a tennis court, for example. Um, but yeah, so the sport at the moment, there's around a hundred courts that are. Available to book, um, but they're talking about by the end of 2023 20, being nearly four or 500 courts. Jeez. So it's growing very quickly. Nothing compared to how it's growing in some of the other European nations, but it's
0: um, it's gathering a lot of pace. So who's kind of like lead, leading from the front? Like you said, some of those European nations. Are you looking over, over your shoulder a bit at the Spanish, the Italians, or the French? Like What are they all doing?
1: Yeah, so I mean to give you some background into the sport so it was it was invented in mexico in the late 60s by a guy that had a bit of space in his back garden <laughs> and i think he wanted to put a squash or a paddle tennis court in there or oh, not paddle tennis a squash or a tennis court and then he basically designed this game paddle tennis just from just from the back of his garden it's bizarre really how the story goes and obviously then came to spain spain there it's just crazy there's millions of players and nothing in terms of participation it's now the the biggest sport um, and second only maybe to football in terms of mass participation in Spain like you know everywhere everyone plays it's, it's huge. Um, and then in terms of the rest, rest of Europe obviously Portugal is massive and hasn't been for a long time. But Sweden are the ones that are really taking it to the next level. Um, they've got some really big influencers that have put a lot of money into it as well. So it's Latsan, Ibrahimovic, which I'm sure all your listeners would have heard of. Mm. He owns four centres, all with like ten indoor courts plus. Cool. And every week on Facebook and Instagram, I see like new big clubs popping up with like 21 indoor courts, it's or or more. You know, it's absolutely amazing the growth over there and and the rest of the Nordics now as well, Finland. Denmark, it's really growing, Norway as well. So when we sit, we're quite far behind in some, in some respects, same with like Italy and France, they're on more like five, 600 courts now. But the UK, for whatever reason, it's it's been a little bit slow, it's sometimes harder to build here, uh, getting through planning is, is sometimes tough. People want to put it indoors, but it's very, very expensive with business rates. Mm. Um, so I've looked at a lot of projects with lots of people, and when, when push comes to shove, investors maybe don't see it working indoors as well because of the high rents and rates. But it will happen. It will happen. There's there are some big projects that are, that are coming up, so.
0: I mean, that's really yeah. interesting. So, like you said, it's I I no. Obviously, we've been chatting a bit about it. But I had no idea about how the Swedes are taking it and running with it, and um, yeah, how this uh, how this chap started in Mexico. Is, is he still around, or was that years ago? Like, is he like the don of paddle tennis, or like what's the crap? Hey, I I, <laughs> I should
1: probably know a bit more about that, but I'm not too sure if he's still around. I, I'm sure some listeners might correct me on that. I'll be mean, messages on yeah. the saying so I should have known more. But yeah,
0: '69, I think it was invented, and Yeah
1: yeah it just kind of came to be from this kind of space in this guy's back
0: garden yeah that's that's amazing no to me your knowledge is fantastic mate even down to how many courts and how many places around the uk and how many places around europe like so you don't have to you know have to apologize for that and um...
1: (laughs) yeah i I sort of found to mention as well like there's a couple of other new projects like during lockdown some new courts have opened up as well like there's a new centre in Bromley that's that's put two courts in at a big tennis club at Sundridge Park. So that's another one, you know, in, inside the M25 in London. So and there are way more, you know, I'm sure I could just start reeling them all off. And yeah. it's worth just you know, typing paddle to tennis or paddle into your Google search engine and and you know you'll find a place near you. Um some areas of the country there still isn't much, but from a lot of conversation I've been having, a lot of people. There will be a battle club you That's that's the thing. All
0: right. So and uh, yeah, mate, you gotta go, go guys. <laughs> yeah, mate, hundred percent. Now I think people are definitely gonna be probably like looking up as they listen to this. That's the, that's the power of podcasts. People are probably running down the road listening to this now, thinking like, geez, I wanna get involved in this, or sitting around in their kitchen like searching for it. So hopefully, that's why I wanted to get yeah. you on the show, mate. To basically like lift the lid on a on a sport that I didn't know too much about. Obviously, we connected and stuff and. Um, it's, I suppose it's a slightly different question now mate and we're, you know, we're a little bit into this but what, what does it mean to you when, when you're out there playing or coaching, the sun's out like it was yesterday when I saw that photo on Instagram um, you know, we know each other pretty well so um, there's, there's a huge benefit for you in terms of this sport and exercise just for, for your mindset isn't there, Be good be good to let the listeners know a bit about that mate
1: Yeah, absolutely, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned the last couple of days, so, you know, nearly three months off the court, right, it's been tough on on all of us, and Sunday I got such a strange buzz of excitement, I was like repacking my bag, packing it again, looking at the equipment, and Monday was unbelievable, like the feeling you get when you're playing paddle, like, it's it's so good, like it, and it's such a, mo- a game for your mind. Like some people describe it as chess on the court. Like I'm, of course I'm saying it's so easy to play, and it's easy to pick up. But as you get more involved in the game, there's so much to learn, the walls and the tactics and where to position the ball. So, but just be you know we've spoken about it a lot in the past. Get out and move your body, like it's so important. And paddle is great because it's it's. Quite aerobic, like there's a lot of forward and movement back. You know, you're lobbing the ball high, you're working in a pair, but you're constantly moving. So it's a very, very good workout. um You know, I was teaching a guy that I've, I've coached a lot in the last year on Monday. He's like, I couldn't sleep. I was so excited to get back on the court, Toby, and it, it's amazing. And like, funnily enough, I was using Regis Park, and his personal trainer ran past. And he was like you've got to give this a go like and it's just it's it, it people just their faces light up when they first start playing the game because as well there's a little bit and i have to be careful what i say because i've coached tennis for so long but you know tennis is hard and it's hard to pick up um and you've got the grips and the spins and it's a tough sport and paddle you know, it's great because within an hour, forty minutes an hour, if someone has never even played racket sports, you can get them playing a match. That's what I love about it. And the rallies go on and on, and all of that just leads it to be a fantastic game where people are just excited to play. They're moving their body, so they're exercising. You know, getting that endorphin hit from getting a sweat on, and, and all those benefits that you know and I know, and we've all studied a lot about. But it's just yeah, I, you know, you can hear it probably in my voice, like how like
0: passionate, and how how much I love it, but it's a great game. It's um yeah. God. Excellent mate, yeah, no, that's brilliant. Yeah, I was just letting you, I was just letting you roll on it really, and I was yeah, I was yeah, reflecting. Yeah. I, I was not on what... would a wax lyrical about it. I mean, I
1: could go on, like I said, days. No, I love
0: it. Oh, brilliant. And mate I think, you know that. The side of things around um, what you know, what you do uh, off the court, obviously boots on the ground. You co- you coach the sport. You know you're you're now a real focal point, especially in London. And like you said, it's growing, and people are speaking to you every day. Um, probably not just in the UK, but um, like let the listeners know what what's the drop shot side of things like. Where does that come into it? Um, so we've discussed paddle, lifted the lid on that, discussed your coaching, and then um, obviously there's, there's Drop Shop UK, which you're doing now. So how does how, that weave itself in, mate?
1: Yeah, so so in my old business, RT Paddle, like we had the, the distribution rights for Drop shot. So when I was based out in Essex, um, we were doing that, and obviously we were mainly using it to supply our own club and supply some of the smaller clubs. At that time, there wasn't that many paddle clubs. Um and then things changed, and um, me and my ex business partner went our separate ways. He's carried on working out in Essex at, at the club and expanded his business, which is great. And I moved to London and took out the, the drop shot contract out of the old business and just decided to go for it, see what I could do with it. So, drop shot is a Spanish brand, so it's a Spanish panel brand predominantly, um, and they specialize in rackets, balls, bags, clothing everything and and basically being a uk distributor i sell and distribute to to most of the clubs in the country and to shops and and what i've kind of used it in the last year is to help a lot of new clubs you know a lot of new clubs that start and open up they don't know what equipment to buy they don't know what's good what's bad what are they looking for so because i've got that knowledge and skill set i've been in the game for five years in the uk I'm, i'm trying to help a lot of new clubs with that and also what we do is demo days. Um, so we go visit the clubs and take all the equipment so, so members and players can see the differences in, in the equipment because, as I mentioned earlier, some people see it and they're like, oh, it looks like a beach racket or like a, you know something that you'll play on the, the beach or swing ball sometimes people describe it. But there's a lot to it. And just like all the other racket sports or you know even sports like hockey and things like that, you can have entry-level equipment which you can get to 30, 40, 50 quid, a one racket or it goes all the way up to 300 pounds mm. so and people don't understand why that might be so a lot of it's just letting people know about the equipment what's good to use what's bad to use you know which racket's going to suit your game um they come some are soft some are hard different weights um it's tricky to, to fully explain what the racket's like without being able to show your listeners but um so yeah with Dropshot it's just just trying to grow it as a brand in the UK like it's massive in Spain and around Europe and around the rest of the world actually now mm. um, which is it's great to have that that as a brand to push people and and, and 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 help grow the sport as well like I I don't really try and sell 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 like I kind of want to to, to basically grow the brand but do that by helping grow the sport and intertwine the two you know so a lot of clubs as well perhaps in the uk haven't got coaches yet so when we go and run demo days we offer clinics or exhibition matches as well to to basically promote the sport
0: even further yeah oh amazing so like you said people can people can watch yourself or people that you're playing with to see how how you're moving and like you said you're you're so proficient you can probably talk through some of these positions and stuff which is amazing because obviously so many people are visual learners and they want to they want to see what that looks like, and then, like you said, describing different bits of kit. So, um, oh, I get I get overwhelmed when I'm, I work a bit in you know on scene and um the time trials for cycling and, and people running, and they're always talking about all their gear, and like you can just get overwhelmed with it. But you need to get hold of these things. Like for me, on a simple level, it's just with with, with running shoes or something. You put them on, you have to get a feel for them, have to try a few things out. So, like you said, um, people can. People can obviously get used to playing um, with certain bits of kit, but you have to try things. And especially with a new sport, it's probably best if you're smart to speak to someone like yourself or if you if you are around it, you know, getting a feel for some of these rackets and then just go from there. So can people follow? So it's like drop shop, People can follow that. Obviously, I'll put I'll put things like the, the visual stuff like Instagram and the show notes. There's obviously a website. Is it? You know, can people can people purchase in individual individual um individuals purchase stuff or is it more you, you know, you sell to to kind of clubs and things? Like, how does it work if people are interested in get involved?
1: Yeah, no, so so obviously yeah, we've got we've actually split now our, our Instagram pages into to four setups We do do a few other sports as well, so you can, for the panel you can just follow Dropshot UK panel. Um and in terms of Buying off the website absolutely but always feel free to get in touch you know you know drop, drop us an email if you want to know more about the equipment or anything that we provide um, and then a lot of clubs like we're in well over a third of the clubs in the country especially a lot of, not in the south so you know if you if you go to a club you, you might find there's some drop shop rackets there some of the clubs will have demos uh, there's a club up in essex um Hall, which i mentioned earlier they've got two outdoors and two indoor courts For example i I stock their whole shop so they've got a demo of every every racket so if you're ever in that area you can go there and try everything if you're lucky enough to to find me at a club i'll have a bag of demos you can try out um but it is well worth trying that and you mentioned like when you're
0: We're saying, mate, you're a bit in and out. Right, people, we're back in action. A few sound issues. Uh, Toby, carry on, mate. Yeah, no, Like I was just saying, like it's so important,
1: you know, when you're starting out, just to try and get a feel for for what racket or what model you want to kind of go for. And there are quite big differences um, between like a soft racket or a hard racket or a racket that's head heavy um, and with a. number of different shapes of the racket as well you go for a round racket, teardrop or diamond and they all have different you know unique sort of properties that that kind of lend themselves to to different types of gameplay um like i mentioned it's such a tactical game and as you play more and more you have more kind of aggressive players or more defensive players and you kind of want to have a racket that suits and complements your game as you get better um but in the first instance Hire a racket from whatever club you
0: are, in and just start playing. <laughs> you know, get you'll just love it, whatever racket you're using. <laughs> that's for sure. And then you can worry about picking a nice, a nice song. Yeah, that's the advice, isn't it? Just hit like, get, turn up, hit some balls, get you know, get on the court. And um, if if obviously used to tennis, it's different. If you used to squash, it's slightly different. But if you haven't played racket sports literally since you're a kid at school, then you know it's something like you said. You, people should be able to pick up quite quickly. And then obviously they can get into the minutiae around like. Okay, I need to maybe change the feel of the racket and things, but it's just literally get, getting boots on the ground and practicing, isn't it? And you said that people should be able to find a court, um, and if they and if they can't locally at the moment, they should start popping up soon. And it's it's interesting to hear from your experience, mate, because obviously your your passion and background with tennis and things like that, and same paddle is you know, probably even better, feels better, you know, might have a lower barrier to entry too, um, it's quite exciting and, you know, I had no idea about it until we reconnected and it's something that, you know, I think just really, really going to keep an eye on um, and, and, yeah, especially get, like, some of my parents into or I think just, uh, yeah, yeah, people that might, might think, well, tennis, you know, isn't really for me but I, I do enjoy that that kind of thing Um, so, mate, it's, it's awesome to kind of, like, lift the lid on all that.
1: Absolutely. Mate, you should tell your parents as well. There's there's a club not too far from from you guys back up in Suffolk. So, in Mm. our hometown, Dis, which is where, you know, our local club, like, they've put two in. So, and it's going really well up there.
0: So, it's amazing. Wherever these clubs are, they're busy and they're popping up and it's super exciting. Cool. And is there anyone, mate, that you like to follow in terms of, uh, you know, people looking at personalities as a game and keeping in touch with like watching, you know, watching paddle played at at like a quality level. Is that, you know, is it, it's probably a bit uh, ignorant of me to say, you know, is it on TV or things? I should have probably done my research before the pod, but you know, like what's the, what's the crack of that? Are they, are the Spanish, are the Spanish guys and girls at the top or like who, you know, who's kind of leading the way in terms of the sport? Yeah. So, so there's a world paddle tour, so there's a professional circuit. um, And, as you say, most of the tournaments and things used to be based in Spain. Um,
1: some of the top players are Argentinian mostly, but that is starting to change a little bit. And a lot of these European nations stuff like I'm saying it, you know, the Swedes are desperate. Can they put someone on the map and get break someone into the top fifty in the in the world panel tour rankings? Um and like, you know, obviously there's aspirations in the UK that we can get someone in the top, top 100. I think in the past we've had someone just inside the top 100, a guy called Richard Brooks. But in terms of, like, people to follow and watch out for, like, World Paddle Tour, obviously you can see some great clips of people running outside the, the court, because that might not be something you know, but you can smash it outside the court, run out and play it back in, and it's mad to watch, like, it really, really is. Um, World Paddle Tour, as I mentioned, now it's starting to move around the, the, the globe and, and host events in different countries. So in the past there there was one air market in London. It unfortunately, didn't happen. But I'm sure in the next two three years, World Paddle Tour host an event here in London. Amazing, Imagine like going to the O2 to watch a paddle. It'll be unbelievable. That'd be cool. Uh, the year before last, uh, I went to two World Paddle Tour events in Spain. One in Barcelona and Madrid sell out of crowd in uh, the world panel tour final, so a little bit like tennis at the end, they have a championship of the top eight pairings, both male and female. Jeez. And there was over there was over like twelve thousand people watching. <laughs> it's unbelievable. that's and awesome there's a lot of influences and, and people with big backgrounds and yeah you know, profiles playing and watching the sport. Like I met Carlos Puglio there, like the, the Barcelona footballer, yeah and Barcelona footballer should I say and you know Zlatan, who I've mentioned so you'll start seeing a lot of it popping up on Instagram there's some good people to follow for like English content as well there's a guy called Sandy um, who's based out in Dubai but he's got a page called the panel school which is fantastic for for like learning how to play the game lots of tutorial videos on that and just basics and he does a lot on you know transferring from tennis to to panel which is great, there's also a few others, there's Hello Paddle, which is an Argentinian guy called Maury who runs that, um, there's a guy in uh, Holland, Sven Ballet, he's got Oxford today. so there's lots of the more and more English content coming out, which is great, because when we first started it five years ago, like, it was all either in Spanish or, you know, so you couldn't kind of access it maybe as easily, but mm. now, you, now you can, mm. and, the LTA, the Law and Test Association, have now taken it on in the UK. So there's hope there as well that they're going to help, like, sort of push it even more, um, which is good. So, like I said, it's all happening. Um, big projects, a lot of people getting involved, a lot of new businesses popping up around the UK.
0: Exciting times. That's brilliant. Oh, so is that, I suppose, yeah, before we round things off, like what 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 are you looking forward to out of all that? Is it are you gonna go and obviously try and attend the next World Paddle Tour, and obviously you're trying to you're you're growing the side of things that you're doing with drop shot. Like what what can we uh, yeah look forward to from you over the over the next few years? Hopefully, mate, when things open, you know things are opening up and people can play and travel and meet and and you know get 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 into some of these uh, events, paddle events. Yeah, I mean like years affected all of
1: us in such different ways I had so many trips to plan both in the UK Ireland, I was going to be doing lots of coaching trips out to Ireland and also to Germany and a a few other things so really from from me personally like continue to push the brand um, but use it to grow the sport um, and and show show off the sport to as many people as I can Um, and then Carry on coaching as long as I can for now, but it's tough because the business is 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 great and it's it's taking more of my time up, which is fantastic. And there's a few really, really exciting projects, which I can't say too much about yet because they're not quite out yet, but um, that I'm hopefully going to be getting involved with as well, which are going to really open up the sport for, for far more people in the UK. Um but I would love to myself attend some more World Panel Tour to watch. I don't think I'll be playing on it. I think if I found the sport a little bit younger, maybe I'm going to give myself a chance. But um, <laughs> I'll uh, definitely try and play in a few events. So there's a there's a British Panel Tour event, or not British Panel, it's now LTA, LTA Tour. So I'm going to play a lot this year as well, which would be fun. Um,
0: but most clubs as well, they'll, they'll be hosting tournaments all throughout the year. So you, it's well worth getting involved with those as well. Cool cool mate awesome so um i'll pop the uh the instagram pages of drop shot and obviously website and things in the show notes we've got the world paddle tour uh we've got the paddle school we've got hello paddle um lots of people to get stuck into um and then mate, how can people keep in touch with you is it best on drop shot is there anything you want to mention personally for people to follow what you're up to or is that have a it off yeah like drop shot really
1: and like linkedin and things like that you can see what's going on and we're really trying to work um promoting it more so you'll probably you know see my happy face around a lot of clubs this year at demo days and yeah that's it really check the website out if you want more information just feel free to, to drop us an email and you know I can I'm always happy to talk paddle with anyone and promote the sport doesn't matter what club doesn't matter what brand like although I'm drop shot I'm not going to like you know just try and sell 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 it's all Mm. about pushing and growing the sport because it's so so good like we've only touched probably a small minute bit about all the health benefits but it really is
0: superb yeah yeah oh man we can get you back on down the line I'll come maybe get a boost on the ground in the sun and we could have you whip me around the court and then we can have a bit of a chat absolutely after time. mate I
1: need to get you down there and look you know it's funny it's great to do this podcast now but um, I'm going to be jumping on another one in a couple of weeks and also you're my inspiration man you know I think I'm, I've been approached by a number of people and I'm, I'm going to be starting up my own paddle class soon so watch out for that as well guys so we're talking paddle in the UK the name's to be decided but maybe your listeners can let me know if it sounds good it's going to be called Balls and Walls talking paddle in the UK Balls and walls. So
0: maybe by the time this comes out, we may already have a link set up, and we might even have recorded our first show. So we'll see. Wow! Oh, awesome. All going off. I man cool. All right. So hopefully by then, lovely people, if that is true, then uh, I'll put it in the show notes, and then you'll be able to jump onto that. So that sounds absolutely awesome. And you know, obviously Toby will be going through bits and bobs around the sport and things like that too. But it's just, it's brilliant to listen to someone so passionate. Um, you know, half the time I'm, I'm probably cuffing things over the last like three years doing the pod and stuff. But if you're excited about things like Toby clearly is, then it's really, it's good to listen to. It's really good to listen to. So balls and walls, stand by. That would be absolutely awesome. Cool, mate. All right. Well, look, you've been really generous with your time. I know you need to get off and get coaching and stuff and, um, you know, get get in the sun. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. And I think just um, lovely people. Thanks for listening. Uh, please share the pod. Um, it obviously helps me grow the show if you think this is useful for someone then send it over um, thanks for listening uh, keep in touch I'm obviously very accessible if you want to contact me if you have any questions or queries uh, so is Toby and things like he said over Dropshot um, UK and LinkedIn um, so yeah have, have a great week speak to you soon